0: CEO. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode.
1: Hey guys, um, two-on-one podcast. I'm Adam. I'm with Alex. How are you?
0: What's up? I'm
2: good. How are you?
1: Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm fine. I've been better. Uh, Daniel, how are you?
2: Um, I'm okay, but I know I'm not going to be okay after we talk about the things we need to talk about.
1: Yeah, um, so about 10 minutes ago, um, not even, uh, like 10, 15, I don't even know. Uh, I got on the Zoom call. Alex, of course, always starts them. Uh, normally, we start the show. We're back. Woo, woo, woo. But, like, honestly, we're not going to do that. There's just um, – I got in the Zoom call, and, and Alex says something along the lines of 2020 just got even worse. I'm like, do I go on Twitter? And I thought there had been a hockey trade that was going to be – I don't know. The Blackhawks got, like, Alex to or something for some no. random reason. <laughs> And instead, I see that Alex Trebek has just passed away. Um, uh, it just like I think, and Alex can tell you, I've just been like in a, a mess since since I, I saw it. It's uh, talk about. I, I don't even know what to say. It just, uh, fuck, guys, it sucks. It sucks so badly.
0: Yeah, I. I don't have many words. Like I don't know what to say, like because it per- sucks.
1: Jeopardy um, put out their stuff on social media saying he passed away early this morning. Uh, I don't think they officially said it was due to his cancer, but I mean, it's he'd been fighting it for a while now, um, and like. <laughs> For that, you know what, I had I, styled I my hair. I was trying on a new hairstyle. And when I saw this, I'm like, screw that. I washed the hair out. Right now I'm wearing my hockey fights cancer hat because you know what, um, if we could swear, I'd have a few choice words for cancer. Um, because like, oh, it just, there's, uh, there's so many words I want to yell right now. Uh, we've lost a true legend today. Um, Jeopardy would, you know, you guys, I'm sure you've seen that famous clip of that one contestant who he didn't have the, I think it was an all-star tournament and he put like, we love you, Alex, as his final Jeopardy question. Yeah. And, like Trebek got choked up and it's like, you're seeing all that now. And it's just, it is so not fair. And, and, I, and a huge hockey fan too. Used to be a Red Wings fan, but after the passing of Gordie Howe became a Canadians fan. I mean, it, oh, it sucks. It, it sucks. i I don't know if you guys have any anything more to say it's a dampener to open the show but i I mean it is it sucks this sucks
2: yeah um for me i think you know just kind of thinking about like the good memories of things where it is it was a really huge shock for me personally because he's been such a huge fixture of my childhood that yeah. You know, you'd see it every day, 7 p.m., watch it with the family. And, you know, you do your best to try to guess everything. But just, you know, even even when he was diagnosed um, with cancer and, you know, he, we knew he was going through the treatments with everything. Like, he still kept his spirits up. Yeah. He still kept that personality going. And, yeah, just, you know, more to him for, like, you know, battling through it and getting, getting through everything. Yeah.
1: You know- I remember there was stuff coming about how he thought he wasn't doing a very good, you know, after, you know, the cancer and doing chemo that apparently it was sort of taking a toll. Obviously, chemo takes a hit on everyone. But um, apparently he thought he was having trouble, like really, you know, presenting the questions out to contestants and people were like, Alex, what are you you talking about, man? You know what? Uh, If you didn't know that he was going through it, I don't think you could have been able to tell. He was just so great at his job. And again, yeah, everyone grew up with him. Everyone knows that, you know, oh, sadness for five hundred. Alex, like, it's. I, I don't think there's been a more consistent part of our lives than Alex Trebek in Jeopardy. I, it's, ah, oh, it's. I don't think I've ever been this heavily affected by the like the passing of someone I don't know. Like this is like, like Chadwick Boseman was like, man, that, and like you you respect him for. You know he was a great person. Everything like filming all the Avenger movies with with colon cancer, I think it was. And oh, it's just but Alex Trebek, it's just the heartstrings, the heartstrings, the heartstrings. Um, shall it, it's a it's a rough turn, but shall we shall we move on, lads?
2: Mm-hmm. Rest, sure. rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yeah. yeah. Condolences
1: to the family. Rest in peace, Alex. Um, because damn, uh, everyone everyone today is gonna to be remembering you uh, and we all love you and it's, it sucks. And I, I'm choking up lads. I don't think I can ever watch an episode of Jeopardy ever again. Um, rest in peace, Mr. Trebek. We all love you. Um, but I, I mean, we do have some good news lads. Um, congratulations to president elect Joe Biden uh, and of course, Kamala Harris, who is the vice president elect, the first ever female vice president first black and first south asian president because i believe she has um a jamaican parent and the other parent i forget which ethnicity but um obviously south asian uh, history making fantastic mm-hmm. guys um the u.s is celebrating uh, not everyone is but i mean looking at stuff like philly the guy dressed up as gritty um new york everyone it it is um it's, I don't know how to, you felt, when you guys first saw the, we're trying not to get in trouble here. This is a hockey podcast, by the way, in case any of you are wondering why the banner of this is hockey mass. We're talking about the presidency. Um, what sort of went through your guys' head when you first saw it officially came out? It took a few days because of all the mail-in ballots and all the sort of stuff around that. Uh, Joe Biden, president-elect, went through, what, went through your guys' mind. Um, Daniel, I'll ask you first, because your face is on my Zoom call right now.
2: Um... <laughs> For me it's relief to be honest. I think that as journalism students we're always kinda looking for the information. I think Alex talked about it last time where like, man, it's that feeling of you wanna check Twitter all the time, but you also yeah. don't want to because of the information overload or the fact that, you know, it's such incremental updates every single time.
1: Oh yeah. Fifty thousand votes ahead, hundred thousand votes yeah ahead. It was uh so what I kind of
2: got with it was a sigh of relief, to be honest, when I saw Joe Biden won. Mm-hmm. That I know that it's still going to be a bit of repercussions. Oh, so it's you know, not we over. Yeah, we don't know what Donald Trump's going to do. But, you know, it was a bit of a sigh of relief. And, okay, this is just one funny thing. It's just very small, mm-hmm. I just It just made me laugh. And it I think it, it went kind of with the joy of what was going on right now. Is when he was saying his speech... Joe Biden last night,
1: mm-hmm. he
2: was also tweeting his account and people were responding, hey, how are you tweeting while well, you're also talking to me on the TV? Sorry, did people not realize that <laughs> know, he doesn't just... run... Like, Trump
0: is the same thing. You think he runs that account? Yeah. yeah, yeah he was just... literally tweeting mid-debate.
2: <laughs> it just made me laugh. <laughs> I don't know why. It was a good, <laughs> good piece of humor throughout this whole, you know, this whole struggle in a way of what, what this funny? election has been.
1: What was really funny was where Trump was giving his sort of the media address yesterday. Was it four seasons? Four, it, across the street from a, a certain adult store or whatever. <laughs> and it looked like it was a junkyard. It's like what's going on here? Cause he was golfing, wasn't he, or something the same day?
2: It looked like an abandoned yeah. building. It
1: yeah, looked, he
0: was golfing, apparently.
1: Uh, it it reminds me of the um no, no, I was going to make a GTA 5 reference, but no no one's going to get that, but it looks like... I will get it.
0: I play
2: GTA 5. You yeah. see the greater Toronto Area 5?
0: You
1: know, what? <laughs>
0: That's what they need to do. Stop. GTA 6, it's Toronto um, and the greater <laughs> Toronto area, okay?
1: Oh, just going through Pickering on
2: <laughs> um, <nice. laughs> Can we oh, drive so. by Adam's house?
1: <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> Mission one, go to Pickering Town Centre pick up the bourbon chicken.
1: Yeah, I'll do yeah. it. Yeah, that's 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 one of those rough that's quests awesome. like you're biking against Jimmy. Um, uh, yeah, like there's this one like it's almost like a like a a really crappy like um it's like it's almost like a scrap metal place. It's when you okay. fail doing the prison heist job and you're the uh you're the pilot and you always spawn right outside of it. It's it's by the arena in the airport. Mm-hmm. The but it, it just looks like why are you there? It feels like that's where like I don't know. I don't know there'd be like uh, like how how, how do you say it 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 looks like there should be like a fight in greece like in that like the the movie it feels like a bunch of greasers should be in there like oh like the movie greece oh the movie greece
0: okay i'm not
1: saying Uh, a bunch of greek dudes i thought
0: you're talking about the country greece it's
1: not like a falafel okay no no (laughs) No,
0: falafel i don't know if falafels. Falafels uh, is not a
2: greek thing no it's middle eastern i
1: thought oh really no, yeah. It's Greek I'm, food, but I like Greek yogurt. I
0: thought um souvlaki, was, you're thinking of souvlaki. souvlaki. So I know why
1: I thought that. I'm not a racist. It's because mm-hmm. there is a I didn't think you were. There are two I appreciate that. It's cuz <laughs> and um I think it's Bramley City Center. Okay. Uh there's like a there's a Jimmy the Greek place and I think it's next to or it does the same food. So I was like or it's next to the sub I can't even Yeah. Remember. I mean I
2: mean if we go through like the history of things like, you know, a lot of the mixing like when you said like the Yogurt thing, like yeah, you know, we if we go back to like you know, Byzantine Roman Empire kind wow. of mixing okay, of cultures, sorry, Adam, but anyways, it's not a this Adam, is not a hist- Adam's
0: Adam's history, a uh, Daniel's history corner.
2: This yeah. is Daniel, not, a, I'll uh, do it with yeah. you, I'll do it with you. Okay, a <laughs> but you know, this is not a history podcast. No. So, we're
1: going through the history of Pokemon, it all started when rcs created the world, anyway.
2: Um, maybe that will be our next bizarre adventure, the history corner.
1: There is an Arceus. Pokemon movie. So don't... Episode
2: one, Pokemon. Don't tempt episode Adam. two, don't, episode... Tempt, don't tempt Adam. Like episode that. two, Byzantine Pokemon Empire. Episode man. three, American bald. <laughs> yes,
1: there's a Roman Empire thing from Sean Bean that we could um we could watch. Oh, mean? I, I, I love yeah. my history. Is it Goldeneye? Draft- <laughs> what? No, I want draft. Stop it. I want draft for survive season 3. It's gonna be so good. Just do a whole episode on Monza. Just do it. Oh, yeah, um,
0: I mean, I'm ready for that.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be fantastic. Um but yeah, congratulations to the new president elect and vice president elect. Um hopefully um there is a smooth transition of power. This isn't over. I, uh, not, I hope
0: you know not. that. Election must according to Frank. It.
1: Uh, oh, is that what he said yes people, people don't know who frank is guys <laughs>
2: yeah Daniel, he
0: doesn't know who, no <laughs> <knows who.
2: laughs> frank is uh he's in our program uh he's an american he's an american citizen in um our canadian journalism program great guy um wizard with politics by the way mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like great guy thank you again for helping me and helping the rice with your just by the editorial project listening. Best by chance if you're listening, Frank. Thank you. You know
1: who we should give a real shout-out to? John King. God bless yeah. that man. <laughs> I
2: wish I had that oh, enthusiasm. Did he even
0: sleep?
1: Uh, I think he. it was the first few days he had only had seven hours. He uh, probably had naps. So I hope right now he's having a nice – he's probably still sleeping. He probably oh. saw that Biden won was like, right, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. He's like a, he's like a caterpie. He's, he goes into the four years between elections. He turned into a Metapod. And then once it's time for him to do his thing, he turned into a beautiful butterfly.
2: It's like in Lord of the Rings where he's just like you hibernating. And then you see the, you see the fire
1: oh, get like, ignited. Like the Beacons?
2: Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, it's election time.
0: <laughs> there was another guy like John King, but I think it was MSNBC. Stephen something, it's not coming. To me, I'll find Steven, it.
1: Stephen, not John King.
0: Stephen, not John King.
2: Exactly. They both saw the signal that CNN and NBC
1: calls yeah. for help. Man, how how happy do you think the CNN guys were with Van? I know won? Van
2: Jones. He was uh, tearing up there.
1: I remember when when was it when Trump was elected and Van Jones had that really. Uh, I forget what he called it, but I, I remember watching it. It was like oh. Crap. Well, like when Trump was first elected, it was I imagine I, I don't mean, even like, remember. Jake Tapper had some good tweets. I'm sure Anderson Cooper is probably like, yeah, good. Good. Um, because man, mm-hmm. they have it has been an interesting four years between those two parties. I will I will tell you that right now. Um
0: I'll I don't even I, remember twenty sixteen when he got elected
2: to be. Oh, so you remember it's Austin remember. Matthews, right? I I maybe. Like, yeah.
1: Right. Um, want we'll to talk about hockey? Okay.
0: I think we probably should. Um, yeah.
1: we missed this last episode, but it happened early, like day over recording. Uh, Columbus Blue Jacket forward Gustav Nyquist is out five to six months after shoulder surgery. Um, Ouch! A key part of their penalty kill. Uh, apparently, he's a good penalty killer. Um, what was it? Let's see. Django said that one time. Yeah, I guess I had stupid coaches. Gustav Nyquist said. Um, Mike Babcock, how's it doing? Um, mm-hmm. But another sort of team that's going to be without a key forward to start the season, whenever that happens. We'll talk about that a little later. Um, but, lads, uh, that's that's a pretty big loss. They don't have a lot of flashy forwards, do Columbus. Um, no,
0: and they no. don't have a particular one signed.
1: Beside Nyquist. It's like, who's going to play with Domi? Probably Nyquist. Liam I Foodie. <laughs> Liam Foody, yeah. It's like Cam Atkinson and Felino are the only healthy ones right now.
2: Mm, what about Alex Texier?
1: Is he a center?
2: Yeah. He's played center. Yeah. Like he's gone back and forth.
1: Played he's center the only... for the
2: real juniors.
0: I thought he played center.
1: Wait, 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 wait. For the world juniors? Yeah. What team did he play for? Because he's French. Like Yeah. Um, French.
2: He, like not the tier one real juniors.
1: Oh. Okay. Division
2: one I see here? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Was that was that the year when England beat France in like the final thing and like France got relegated? Let's go, screw you France! Let's go England. <sighs>
2: but yeah, nice. um, going back so, to Gustav Nyquist, um, yeah. he's a guy that you know. I I think two things. I really thought he was gonna break out in the Detroit. Like I thought he was gonna be like one of those really low picks that just ends up being like, you know, a, a franchise cornerstone for them. Maybe I was just too overzealous with that, but. When he went to Columbus, like, he fits in so well with that system.
1: I remember when he got signed, a lot of people were like, are they just signing a guy? I mean, if if I'm being honest with you, um, I always thought that Gustav Nyquist was going to turn into Thomas Tatar, like a safe 20-goal sort of guy. They could still be that, Just Columbus, yeah, he fits in the style, but I think he has a bit more offense to show. Alex, what about you? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I...
0: no, I think I would have I think sorry, I think I would I think he would have been a 20 goal scorer like there if they played the rest of the season, so 12 more games for Columbus, he uh he probably would have hit 20 goals. He was at 15. Like it's a possibility um like he scored 20 goals one 3 times in his career. Um so I, I think Listen, I think that because he's in Columbus and Columbus is an offense heavy, he's a one. He's probably their second best offensive player uh, behind Pierre Luc Dubois. Like, I don't know if Cam Atkinson's um, strength is. Would you consider his strength offense?
1: I would. Yeah, yeah he's a thirty goal scorer before.
2: He he's like a I guess. So third, okay. Not either as way. well known, Mike Hoffman. Okay, you're right. You're
0: right. I was wrong about Cam Atkinson. He's so Gustav Nyquist is their third best offensive forward. Is that yeah. fair?
1: Yeah, but mm-hmm. on like a Leafs team or even Montreal is a stress because we focus on those two teams, people. He would not make the top six on those two squads, I'd say. But uh, on Columbus, yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like Ryan DeZingle in Ottawa, that he's just, I think the opportunity is there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I'm not dissing Nyquist. I think mean, that's that's still a useful NHL player.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just don't, I think because his, because of, he was on Detroit, maybe it seemed like he was better than expect, especially the last few years where, you know, Detroit really hasn't been the greatest. um, And Ken Holland continued to push for the playoffs when maybe that wasn't the best idea for the team. Um, But Either way, that's a huge loss for this team.
1: Yeah. Um, hey, though, you know what I, I will say, guys. You know, maybe closing thoughts on this little part here. Um, if there is a team, though, that maybe could get away with it, oh, maybe yeah. maybe Columbus. But at the for same sure. time, um, there probably might be another team that hopes that maybe our start date for hockey does go to, to uh, maybe a February. No, uh, but. Well, we'll talk about it now. It's a perfect sort of transition here. Uh, Pierre LeBron, first of all, for some context, uh, the NBA players approved a December 22nd start date for their 2020-2021 season, lads. Uh, uh, by the way, um, I'm kind of excited to see basketball next year. And I'm really what? Hoping, Why is that? I don't know. I just, I'm kind of excited. I hope is it happening? Because I think so. Well, the, the NBA, Michael Scott
2: gif. Insert Michael Smott GIF.
1: Yeah. Well, um, so this is from Pierre Lebrun of PSN on Twitter. Wait, wait, you didn't?
0: Wait, why are you excited to see basketball come back?
1: Because I hope Milwaukee failed this uh, year. Okay, oh, okay. okay. I just
0: wanted to know. I wait, why, why don't question. you like Milwaukee? Uh, because it's I want
1: normal. Giannis on the Raptors so I can be uh, a basketball fan. Okay.
2: So I can be a basketball that fan. That was
1: <laughs> my promise. I said on this show, if, if you, I don't remember what show it was. Wait, so on. you're
2: saying you weren't a Patrick McCaw fan?
1: I don't know who that is.
2: He's a three-time champion.
1: I don't know who that is. Who did he, he was, play for? He played for the Raptors. I don't he won know with the Raptors. I don't know who that is. I think he's, you've talked about him before, and he was like a bench warmer, and he was hurt. He's yeah.
2: like the new claw. He,
1: oh, Patrick right. McClaw. Anyway, i saw the this show. If the Raptors signed Giannis, then I would, I would hop on board the game wagon. But anyway, from Pierre LeBron on Twitter, uh, Mr. TSN boy, I love Pierre. Um, In lieu of NBA news, the latest on NHL, Bill Daly, that's Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly, by the way, says January 1st puck drop, quote, remains our objective. But the joint NHL-NHL PA Return to Play Committee, uh, by the way, that's apparently grown in numbers. It's not in this tweet, but I thought we'd mention it. I think it was up to 22 players. Um, Has yet to meet, nothing yet scheduled. This was on November 6th, by the way. Uh, a source says top leaders of the PA slash NHL have been in daily contact over the 2020-2021 season. Uh, and we would, it's, it's interesting that we talked about this last episode, and Alex. I think you mentioned that with, I think it was like the CHL was looking at February. I think as well was the AHL. And it, it sort of pointed towards maybe the NHL would go that route as well and we could start hockey all at the same time. Uh, no, the NHL are still... And I don't think publicly they, they would come out and say, now nah, we're done, but they are still targeting Alex that January 1st date.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be because there's there's a few restrictions that they're gonna end up having to follow. And I don't mean health guidelines, I mean like economically, just because this is the reality. the the, the Olympics who in the US the rights holder is NBC happen to be the rights holder to NHL games. They begin in July, right? If they happen, right? But the IOC saying this is happening no matter what.
1: And look, that's, Those are the 2020 games that got pushed back, right?
0: Yeah, and, and uh, I believe Tokyo. So if you're the NHL, you want to have as long a season as possible in terms of games, regular season games played you're going to start in January because if you start in February, you need to be done. The draft has to be done by that period. At least, at least has to be done by the time the Olympics start. Or, I mean, this is a possibility. I wouldn't suggest it, but you do the, you finish the season. Then you do the draft and free agency after the Olympics which is a month, right? The Olympics is a month, generally, a yeah, month generally. and a half. I, I don't say, I mean, I'm no economist. I just don't think that's the right move. Um, so they have to work around that because the let's remember, their US TV deal is up at the end of this season. So if the NHL is like, screw it, nah, we're just going to do it through the Olympics. I don't think NBC is going to be happy about that. And and it's not like the NHL is going to be put on priority NBC channels. They're going to be on the no-name NBC channels that no one barely, that anyone barely watches.
1: Like Sportsnet 360. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, and yeah, let, let's be honest. Uh, the key there is you mentioning the US TV deal. If we got upset about NBC having some priority in the bubble or NHL staff in the bubble, and then NBC having like. I think it was the world broadcast we got upset about that um yeah the nbc legitimately could have massive influence over the season uh because of how we've been talking about this u.s deal for so long because it is so mm-hmm. important since the, the
0: beginning of the show Yep, i wouldn't be surprised if we talked about it on the first day on the first episode
1: hockey <laughs> related revenue this year, like everyone else <laughs> talking about that in seattle coming in by the way, it's weird. They're coming in. They're coming in in less than 12 months, should be. I'm
2: excited.
0: Oh, and the expansion draft. Yeah, yeah not just, a, lot, not, a
2: lot to think about there. Not yeah.
0: just the NHL draft. If the NHL is smart, they, may, they put the Seattle expansion draft, the results, on a night where there is absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And that's going to be very difficult to do because there's going to be baseball on and, sure, like – I don't know if there's a mi- a lot of mixing hockey and baseball in a, I don't know, but I'd be, I'd be really pushing for this expansion draft to be the priority.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Make it exciting. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I think too, like when I talk to a lot of friends who are not necessarily into hockey, I just remember that, even if it's just something to introduce them to, like they considered the expansion draft like a spectacle to them. They expected it to be something that was fun to watch. Um, and they, they did get a, li- a little bit more invested in, in a way like, which I'm okay with, is the novelty of it all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Of plucking these players, but at the same time, like inter- introducing these teams that I know they kind of sometimes represent the regionalism of it, but like, you know, Golden Knights, Kraken you know these are types of teams that I think like it will help with the excitement of people who are not necessarily invested in hockey I think and that's what, what you need for this TV helps, deal
1: yeah you know we're really gonna give a very very good point there Kraken and then another aspect the Seattle house. is a massive sports market yeah. like mm-hmm. massive that should really help because you know no offense and I I am the one saying this. I am the one who is currently across the the Bell Center is just over there, right? I can see it. Like, no, you can't. You could see it if I went on my patio, but I'm too scared to do Next that. Next episode. Sure, why not? Amazing. But like this is me saying this, right? The guy who wants the Nordiques back. If you had some big announcement of bringing the Nordiques, no one would care. But Seattle, that has interest. People in the States are gonna care about oh wait, Seattle. Oh, Okay, what about
2: hockey people getting some Seattle stuff yeah, right, it's, nice. I mean look oh no, for me go ahead. I just kind of think it really re-energized that city having this hockey team because people are going to see it now as a way to say okay what about all the other stuff that we've kind of put under the rug the past few years and I'm talking about the Seattle Supersonics where they have all of these other Hall of Fame guys already like Ray Allen, Gary Payton these guys that it was funny. Like I think Oklahoma city thunder is like, Hey, you guys want to retire jerseys here? It's like, no, we never played for you. We want our jerseys retired in Seattle. Right. And that's been reintroduced in the conversation. And I think when we talk about Seattle being that sports hub, I think that it could get a lot higher if they yeah, two things. They bring in this new hockey team and then they bring back a beloved team that, you know, because of financial reasons in an arena dispute, they, they were gone.
0: Yeah, just look at the support that um, the Seahawks and the uh, the Seattle Sounders, their MLS team gets.
2: Or even the Mariners, they're bad. Oh, and yeah, they, the Mariners. They're bad, and they get how many fans?
1: That's... It's going to be exciting. Uh, it's going to be a very busy few weeks.
2: I yeah. Think- oh, w-
0: quickly before we move on. Are we moving yep. on? Or you have another uh, question? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Uh,
0: I, I highly doubt they're going to play 82 games. I just think mm-hmm. it crams the schedule too much.
1: Yeah. I feel bad for Ovechkin. What numbers get- are you
2: guys looking at?
1: 72. I think, they just, I think the Dangle guys are mentioning that.
0: Oh, I I think it's closer sort to of 48. I think it's a like a lockout short and year.
2: I have one number and then one honorable mention number. Of course you do. So um, realistically, it's 54 in my head for some reason. And then if they actually could squeeze in a few more, I'll say 65.
0: Those are such specific numbers. I know.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) Did you guys see the Notre Dame stuff?
0: Oh, when they ran on the field last night? Yeah. yeah, I so did. So
1: this is from SportsCenter on Twitter. Notre Dame fans rushed the field after upsetting number one seed, Clemson, double OT. And it is a football field. It's no, it's not the whole field, but it's a solid. I'm saying that's at least 40 yards. And it is just a mosh pit.
0: Oh, it's, a, it's huge.
1: I cannot wait. To see the Notre Dame COVID numbers over the coming oh, weeks, man. it is it is
0: like, um, sorry, finish what you're saying, Adam.
1: No, I was gonna do one of my dramatic pauses, but go.
0: Oh, on. oh, I was just kidding. Have you ever have you ever been to Downsview Park? You know where down. No. Uh, no. No. Okay. Did, okay. Do you know Dan? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like when they have the stage up there and it's just a cluster of people, that's what it looked
2: like. Mm-hmm. I if remember you... Rolling Stones were playing there. I remember that. I, was a kid. I went when I was a kid. I didn't understand what was going on, but I'm like, okay. Oh really?
1: Yeah. If you want to see a picture, of wow. It, check out the YouTube because I'm sharing Dear my Lord. screen right on the now.
2: Shared screen, it looks so much worse. Like when you just see it on your phone on Twitter, you're like, oh, okay.
1: But like on our computers, the nice, nice little, like, look at that. Look that's at a, these people. That's
0: a What's literal it? mosh pit.
1: First of all, uh, how many people do you think that is?
0: Uh, two thousand. No, I think I I feel like it's more than 2,000, but I also feel like I'm overestimating how many people are in that in that mosh pit. Um, we're, we're
1: saying though at least uh, at least 20. No, why am I saying 20? A, a couple hundred people might be getting it, uh, might be in COVID, and I, and they have, and the numbers in the U.S. are. They are not getting better. They are, the, they are not getting better. Though.
0: It's um, it's one of those mosh pits I wish I would have been, if there was no COVID, I'd love to be a part of.
2: You have a specific band in mind? I, I just absolutely can't think of one not. right now. Absolutely yeah, not. Yeah. No? Okay. Now. Well, I mean, like, Definitely you check not on YouTube, my t-shirt. Not on your t-shirt that, you know, if you check the YouTube channel, you'll see. No. Yeah.
0: That's for another day. Sure. So, that's another story.
1: I was going to say something, but I've, I've lost my train of thought. That's okay. Something, sorry. Something about speaking of rushing the field after getting COVID um, or related to COVID, uh, Justin Turner of the LA Dodgers will face no discipline after rushing back to celebrate his team winning uh, the the World Series. I remember that this time, the commissioner's trophy, dumb trophy. Um, going back on the field after he uh, tested positive. Um, They released three very long statements and Twitter typically no one read it and it was like asking people for summaries. I did read it. I'm assuming you guys did as well because we're responsible people. Um, And boy, do the MLB love letting people get away with breaking the rules. Boy, do they.
2: Yeah, for me, it's really disappointing. I think I've mentioned it before that up until this point, I was a huge fan of Justin Turner. He's like, if I could compare him to other sports it's kind of like he's that heart and soul kind of guy that you know he'll probably make one or two all-star games in his career but he's a guy that you know he's taken the long road to kind of get to where he is and yeah it's upsetting like it's just to see to see him off the hook like that that for what has happened with the MLB this year for how lenient they were with everything with the fact that despite what was going on with the global pandemic, they said that we're not going to shorten the season. And then when they shorted the season, they say, Hey, we're still going to travel to all these places. And this was the MLB's moment to say, okay, you know, we're going to put our foot down and we're going to be part of the solution to control this, that we're not going to just say, let's be lenient and let's say, okay, you know, it was for the good of the sport. He won his championship. Let's dismiss everything else.
0: He, here's the thing that I had the mo I have the most issue with. Sure I, I guess they they were more lenient than other leagues them in the NFL um in terms of traveling and stuff like that they had a certain plan in place right li- mm-hmm. these are the rules if you break them there should there should be consequences. but someone broke the rules. And there were no consequences like the NFL. I mean, say what you want, but they just find the Oakland Raiders. Am I right? And I think they might've lost a draft pick for breaking the rules because there was a cluster of, of, um, of cases on the team. So at least they're, they're keeping them accountable. I feel like the MLB just didn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's what I have the most issue with.
1: They are. Are they are they a worse league than the than the than the NHL? Are they worse?
0: I'd say I don't know. Yeah, probably. I I would.
1: Is Rob Manford Daniel the worst the worst commissioner in sports?
2: Um, because it feels like it. All I'm gonna say is. Th- Gary Bettman got more brownie points this year in terms of major league sports, and Rob Banford lost quite a few.
1: That's fair. What, because the NHL did the bubble, and then the MLB waited into the playoffs to theirs?
2: Yeah, like, like, in one example, I'll say, and it's one thing that I look at now that it was an unfortunate thing because it made some fans allegedly think that this COVID thing is not as serious as we think it should be the Florida Marlins, a team that has been, you know, ravaged with COVID that the amount of games that they had delayed, they are a team that still made the playoffs. And I think people were still thinking, okay, maybe, you know, we, we we could be a bit more lenient now because look, a team that a team full of athletes, full of all this staff, all of this management just got COVID and they're still okay to hit the field. But yeah, it's just, one thing that I, I think about that I, I I wish they were more serious about this
1: I, I think the outdoors
2: lot. aspect too like they think that if they're playing the games outdoors everything's okay
1: Daniel I wish a lot more people were taking COVID seriously I won't lie to you yeah I wish, uh, wish millions of more people were uh, Especially Ontario um, right now yeah why did we have a new single day high today
0: mm-hmm. uh, so, 1300, 1300 yeah,
1: yeah? great
0: but we can go. Uh, we can go to the gym. Just so you know.
1: Really? Is that They. Oh, I know in Toronto they had. That's an a- another week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in New York. The Quebec region. numbers. Uh, I've not seen. I them. think they're the
0: same thing. I just got same a notification thing. from uh, the CBC.
1: won't lie. I, I. I haven't checked. I was. I kind of play Pokemon when I woke up.
2: Well, that's good. You're ice, You're 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 staying away from crowds by playing Pokemon. Thank you. Anthony.
1: I. I have not gone further than the grocery store that is thirty nine levels below me since I got back to my it's
2: well, okay. It's what people are <sighs> that's what they tell you to do, right? Only the essentials. Yeah.
1: Nope. You know, that's Probably also not. why I don't have a girlfriend because I'm I'm isolating, oh. nothing to do okay, with
2: that went
1: that went, <laughs> went dark <duck> real quick. <laughs> that went
2: it? that went off the rails yeah. right there. Yeah,
1: yep. I'm doing my part. What about you guys? Daniel going doing on my some walks. Yeah. Yes my but, um,
2: my walks where I go to areas where there's not many people and then I forget where I parked the car
1: <laughs> that that
2: that much like you know
1: like what social distancing
2: that? from others
1: by the way I remember what I was going to say earlier when Alex mentioned mosh pits there's nothing I'd like to do less than go in the mosh pit. I
0: there's just want to was- go in one I always so I always go to um rock concerts with my dad because just by apparently I ended up in a group of friends in high school that didn't like rock and metal but i always had to stand on the outside of the mosh pit oh. my dad's up my dad's getting older he doesn't want to do that kind of stuff well, I've been reasonable, reasonable reasonable
2: reasonable yeah. reasonable i just want to go in one yeah i've been to two in my life you went in a mosh pit yeah so well one is like an actual one I and then one is i don't believe you one is actually there's a good connection to something that was very Kind of sad. Uh, Mike tweeted about it as well. Um, okay. So, my f- one of my first concerts was back in the day. Um, in the was day. the Beatles? No, I'm kidding. Um, was um, Alexis Honestly, on fire. Honestly, I would have believed you. <laughs> was Alexis on fire. Okay. So, yeah, that was Alexis like my first. First. Wait, first wait. Is it Al-
0: Alex is on fire or Alexis on fire?
2: I say Alexis on fire. Okay. So, just let it <laughs> you know, roll off the fire. tongue. Yeah. <laughs> and. Yeah, I mean, like I'm a huge Dallas Green fan as well, so I think that's why I went. So that was in grade 11. Okay. Um, and then a very relaxed. This was the one that connects to Mike's tweet. So it's a what bit. What was more Mike's about, tweet? Uh, about the Mod Club closing.
0: Oh yes, yes.
2: So I got to see Tokyo Police Club there. Okay, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know who that. Yeah, great is. band by the way. Um, yeah, but like that was like a another experience that was fun. So. Yeah. yeah i don't know looking back on that when you thought mentioned like mosh pit i'm just thinking now like man i'm gonna miss the mod club it was really fun
1: i don't remember anything i don't know anything taught. i don't know the mod i don't know any of those bands i don't i was lost for that entire few minutes there okay that's lie.
2: okay what is exactly know alex's favorite band but i don't know adam's yeah. favorite band
1: i don't have one
2: the soundtrack of the Pokemon game. I don't know.
1: No, no, no. no.
2: The Star Wars soundtrack. which John is Williams.
0: Inc- which is, absolutely, <laughs> which John is Williams- absolutely incredible, by the way. John, John Williams-, Williams mosh pit.
1: John Williams- <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. It would just be a bunch of people dressed up as like clone troopers and then Jedi. Start fighting Uh, each other with the
2: lightsabers in like a huge crowd.
1: You ever seen that clip of like I guess it's like a Disney park or whatever, and like a dude's dressing up as Kylo Ren and the stormtroopers? It's really like a Last Jedi thing. I think so. This one fan is like going up to the Kylo Ren Uh, with a lightsaber, and the stormtrooper comes and he's like, "There may be one Last Jedi, but it's not you." And everyone (laughs) just starts laughing. It's so mean. Is uh, the is awful, the arena
2: yeah. battle and the battle of Geonosis with the Jedi and the Geonosians and the droids is that a Star Wars mosh pit?
1: No, that's war.
2: Yeah, that's war.
1: That is that's bloody war. <laughs> that's not a mosh um, pit. I won't lie, I don't really have a favorite band because I just yeah I just may no no maybe uh maybe Flow Flow's a good one. They're Japanese though, so it's mm-hmm. look up Flow. I mean, they're still Colors, a band. Right? a really good song. Yeah, but they they do a lot of. I imagine in Japan that if your songs become the openings or closings of anime, I feel like that's like, I feel like if you you've get a song it. that is an opening for one piece, I feel like you've done it. Um, yeah. Glow have done openings for Naruto. They've done ones for Seven Deadly Sins. Like they've gotten some good ones and their music is just, they had one for Code Geass. But my favorite one is, is is a song called Colors. Listen to it, it's actually really catchy. Like I listen to it, I don't speak Japanese obviously, I wish I did like i've started learning some of the like i can i can sing a good part of it mm-hmm.
2: um, so you know um sorry just before we move on sure. i just so, remember because yeah. it's been halloween so i just remember they were already kind of popular did you watch halloween no no so like i haven't watched it yet the holiday halloween <laughs> um oh. i watched uh, pet cemetery again oh god uh, okay. yeah that was a good one and i just remember like when you said like if something becomes a theme song of a movie adam um or like a show it becomes a lot more popular but like i mean the ramones were already so popular so when they came out with pet oh, cemetery nice. for the song you know it just was kind of cool because like apparently they toured with it because like they toured with it and became a song people wanted to listen to but like at the time stephen king just like hey i just need someone to make a song for this movie can you do it for me yeah
0: Daniel, you have you ever seen the movie school of rock yes okay. i love them i actually watched it last week oh so did i yeah i love that movie
1: um, so I asked the lads. I put it in the Google Doc, hoping the lads would do it, and they did. Um, each of us are going to crown because the off season. I don't know what Hoffman and Hamannick are doing. None of us do. They're hanging um, out. I don't know. They're, they're doing their own thing. Hoffman's trying to get a normal deal like nothing's happened in the world, and Nashville might give it to him.
2: They're going to pull a 2012 Minnesota Wild of Zach Parise and Ryan Suter. They're going to both announce the same team for the same contract.
1: <laughs> I mean, why not? Though um, so I want to know your guys, is, we're crowning champions of the offseason. I'll start with you, Alex. Who is your... And why champion of
0: the offseason? It's it's a it's a weird team to pick as champion of the offseason because they were so bad, but they I think they drastically improved. Um I did not pick the Leafs. I did pick the Detroit Red Wings and I will explain why. Um firstly, they got jo- Thomas Grice. I almost said Jonathan Bernier. Um and I think he's a sneaky good goalie. I, the only thing uh, issue I have is I I don't know what he looks like. Not behind the Islanders defense.
1: Okay. So um, just to get this clear, you're champion of the off season. That's Cause I like
0: no, but that's not it. That's not, that's yeah, not yeah, it. Yeah, they yeah, were yeah, able yeah, to yeah. get, they got a an, an extra second round pick. They're utilizing their cap space properly.
1: That was the stall. Mark stall deal.
0: Yep. Uh, they brought in Bobby Ryan, who after coming back um, to the Senators looked pretty damn good. Vlad Nemestikov, who I – you know my thoughts on Vlad Nemestikov. And I really – like. I, I, the more I look at the Anthony Mantha deal, the more I like the Anthony Mantha deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I probably should – I could have picked Vegas just because they got Alex Petrangelo, but I decided to not do that. And I thought Daniel, you were going to pick Montreal. So I just didn't want to pick Montreal.
1: Daniel, of course he didn't. Of course. Uh, Daniel, go ahead. Your <laughs> uh, of the great,
2: interesting take. I don't know with um, Alex's. Um, I, I, have, have I, as I've said many times on this show, I love Anthony Manta. Yeah. Um, but for me, I actually went with the Leafs, to be honest. I think that a lot of the, the deficiencies we saw in the playing rounds a lot of the things that we discussed going into the offseason like what needs to be addressed I think that Cal Dubas did what he needed to do and we've praised him for the Casper cap and in trade I have looking back I still like that trade a lot I think w- it, with exception to the first round pick um I think you know Philip Hollander could be a great piece for Toronto you know um along the way like a good top nine option in terms of the free agencies like I know they were gonna get him last year, but like I absolutely also love TJ Brody. Timothy Jimothy Brody. Um, I think he really does fill it really well. He's proven he can play on the right side. He's a guy that wants to play for Toronto and an excellent cap hit. Um looking back, I know like hindsight's 2020, 20, but I wish they got TJ Brody instead of Tyson Berry. You know, they remedied it now. I'm I'm a I I like Alex Kerfoot for what he provides for the team, but I think this was that kind of move that, you know, that was, was supposed to happen. And I like that Kyle Duba said, all right, you know, let me run it back and let me fix what I initially wanted to do before Kadri nicks that trade. And then in terms of like the depth, I, again, I love Wayne Simmons. I like what he gives the team. Um I didn't pick him as a potential sp- person to go to Toronto because I think I had Tyler Plithick. Because I think I didn't. That was before the Capitans trade. Like, yeah. yeah, that was that was the initial before the Capitans trade. So I thought they were going on a bit of a budget there. But I like that Wayne Simmons kind of took a discount to come to Toronto. He could rebuild his value. He's a guy that wants to play for the team. He's something that they've kind of been missing since Matt Martin, to be honest. But Wayne Simmons could actually score and skate. And in terms of you know we talked about it for Joe Thornton coming to Toronto. I love it. Too much leadership. I love the leadership thing, you know? Too much.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I love That's it. So
2: I will give that to the Toronto Maple Leafs because they did so much when everyone thought they were not going to do anything because of the cap.
0: I Sorry, just to be clear, I didn't pick Montreal. I did not pick Montreal because I'm a Toronto fan. I didn't pick Montreal because I thought... Adam was going to pick Montreal, and I'm like, there's no reason for both of us to explain why when it's going to be the exact same reason. I also, say, I just want to yeah. point out that I did not pick Toronto and that Daniel did.
2: I actually I, I want to make pick- that very clear. <laughs> I thought you were going to pick Toronto, so I was about to say Winnipeg in my head, but no, I'm like, no, okay, I'll go to Toronto. If you
1: picked Winnipeg, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> no, they no. Especially because last week we said their defense took a single step forward. <laughs> <laughs> a single step. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I think that's a fair shout. I think both of you have very, very fair shouts. Um, yeah, I was at, I was close to going to Vegas, but I looked at, okay, you improved your defense. I, I really like Petrandil, obviously. Um, the extended liner. That's amazing. You have a really good tandem. I just don't like – I just really don't like that they don't have a better centerman. Um, stat losing stash, the necessary evil, but it's just I still don't trust, especially when you have to compete against Kadri and McKinnon. I just yeah. don't like Carlson. We talked about you know Cody Glass. You have to depend on, on him to take that first step, and um, and I think he will. But it's just that you know if you're matching up him versus Kadri at where they are developmentally in their careers, um, and we've seen what Kadri can do um, when he's not, you know, cross-checking people in the face. Against when he's him. not
2: playing Boston.
1: When he's not, <laughs> not playing Boston. Um, then like, but the reason, and I got to make this very clear because I'm wearing a Montreal Canadiens hat. I live in Montreal and I have, I have a Patrick Law goalie mask on my right calf. Okay. I am not choosing them just because I'm a fan. But they I will say, though, it probably does help that I know the team extremely well, obviously, as you guys do for the Leafs and the Ducks. Um, because I look at that the Canadians improved in every aspect of their game. They improved the defense of Edmondson and bringing Romanov in. They improved the goaltending. They got more scoring up front. They got some penalty killers. Guys can help on the power play. I won't go too much into it because I – and check out our Phil Deneau epa- like debate episode because um, Alex and I had a very good discussion about you know kind of like the thing of Phil Deneau. And I also presented there every reason. I, I For the hell, I made an argument that Bergeron should win GM of the year right now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the reason I went with Montreal because um, they, they improved everywhere. Um, but I do think Vegas, I think all three of us would be, be okay with giving an honorable mention to Vegas as well because yeah. you bring in an, like arguably the best defenseman in the world, even though I'd say Victor Hedman. And bro, you've locked up Robin Leonard and you have a really good, we, we, we talked about their, their tandem as well. Check out a few episodes ago when we did a Vegas deep dive. Yeah, young was,
2: guys too yeah. coming up, like painting yeah. preps. I didn't think he was going to take that step this year in junior.
1: Yeah. Um, is it Nick Hague? I know they yeah, Nick Hague, Roberts Nick Hague, in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nick Hague is there as well. Um. Yeah, I mean, Vegas, they're almost a model organization. They've been here for what feels like a second. Um, right. So we're doing a deep dive again this episode. And oh, today were
0: Before we go, do you want to talk about us? Uh, there were a couple signings. Uh, if you want yeah. to get to them. Quick
2: hits onto well, it. Well, yeah. Brendan
0: Lemieux, obviously, they ended up settling. Yeah. We talked about him last episode. And Yeah. Uh, two you? two years, you. 1.55.
1: Perfectly
0: fine. I think that yeah. – I think we would all agree with that. Um Vladislav Gavrikov, 2.8 for three years. Um I mean, they still have to do Dubois, so I, I guess that's what the storyline is in in, uh, in Columbus. But I guess that's not bad to consider. You traded Nudivar. You traded Ryan Murray. He's left-handed. You must trust him. I mean, at this point, you don't really have another option. 2BC, um, Productions, great defenseman.
1: Yeah, Capricorn. great. Def- yeah.
0: yeah, great defenseman. Apparently, It's, it's so odd that he <laughs> that that <laughs> he's relying on. It's just one of those. Yeah, mode.
2: just one of those picks that I don't like. The Blue Jackets just somehow like we we don't really hear too much about it, or we'll hear like, okay, yeah, it's a pretty solid guy, and then suddenly it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, this guy's actually a fixture on this team. Like I remember when. I first heard about like Jonas Corposalo, where apparently he was a stretch in 2012 for the draft when he went like the first pick of the third round. And suddenly he's what they're one A or they're one B, like, you know, or they're one in one.
1: He's a he's a goalie. they just flip a coin
2: that or um, I know he's gone now, but Marcus (laughs) Nudivar, that was a solid pick that I initially I know he was a he was a cap casualty, but. He's it someone too on. that I didn't think was gonna develop the same. Or Alex Taxier. I didn't think he was gonna emerge this quickly. Right. What um,
1: about uh, Mackenzie Weegar? The last one. Yeah.
0: The one that uh, every Leaf fan except me wanted.
1: Second last one. I want to ask Daniel about someone else. You probably. Oh, I know Cam exactly
0: record. who it is. I th- apparently every Leaf fan but me wanted to get Mackenzie Weegar. I'm I do not know why. For, like, like I know William he's it, I know he's. <laughs> don't.
1: By the I'm way, he me three start. ups in Florida. Three years, yeah. three
0: point two five per. I I know he's a good good defenseman, but I I don't know if it makes sense on the team at three point two five. Like I think Hall is if if Mackenzie wego was brought in and that was his number, Hall's gone, Engval's gone, um, just because of the cap, and you kind of have your top four fitted and. Uh, Riley, Muzzin, Brody, and Uyghur.
2: I, mm-hmm. to be honest, like, I, what he gives to the game, and I know that a lot of people say what he does in terms of his defensive numbers. Like, I, maybe I'm just, I'm not on the hype train with him. Like, I think he is a good, like, he's like a Brett Pesci, Jacob Slavin, light mm-hmm. in a way where I think that a lot of the teams need that element on their team, but you don't have to overvalue it in this way. I think that sometimes we go too far. We're like, we need that two-way guy, but it's hard to get, you know, a lot of these guys want to be offensive defensemen. So like when I think that when you go so far on the offensive side of things, and then you finally get a guy that will do that dirty work for you, but could still also skate in today's NHL, you really do overvalue him. That's yeah.
1: Very fair. That's very, very fair.
2: For me as a
0: Leafs fan, I'd rather wait and see what, just to see what Miko Letnin looks like on the in the NHL, then pay Mackenzie Rieger three point two five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Just my opinion. What do I know?
1: Uh, another last signing. Guess we'll talk about Daniel. The Ducks have signed Jamie Drysdale. <laughs>
2: Finally. Um, yeah, they got Jacob Perot as well uh, la- earlier last week as well. So I'm I'm happy. You know these two picks that. I think they did really well with. Uh, uh, Perot, according to some draft boards, dropped five, four or five spots. So that was pretty good for the Ducks to get him. Um, he's a guy where he will probably play two world juniors or something, and then we're not going to see him for a bit because the Ducks tend to kind of put these guys back and forth between junior or the minors. But Jamie Drysdale, man, I, I, in a way, I don't know what Bob Murray thinks has because I don't know what that youth is going to look like, but I, I'm just really happy with that pick. I've been calling the Ducks to get that guy for the last few months and the fact that he went there because Ottawa took Jake Sanderson, I'm still, you know, almost a month after. I'm still happy.
1: We live-streamed yeah. it and you mm-hmm. were, uh, we were we were looking for you that whole time. Um, Man,
2: that's a good, great pick.
1: Good pick, yeah. He'll probably... You know what? I don't know if it's a hot take. I think he'll make the roster. I don't know if he'll yeah. stay. Um, but if he does the nine games thing, um, even if – there's going to be a lot of regulations are probably thrown out the window um, because of COVID, like if they yeah. do the nine games thing to begin with. Um, but but watch. Watch it happen. Uh, yeah, I, I think
0: – no, go finish what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I, I know it's a stacked Ducks defense, but I mean – why not just
2: not a two-one games?
1: We'll just throw some, we we'll <laughs> yeah. in stuff on the wall, like a, to see if my pass is ready. Throw it on the wall and see if it sticks. God.
0: Yeah, I, I was just, I think a lot of it. If I think he could probably make the the roster, I just think a lot of it's going to depend on what's going on with the OHL and our prospects under the age, um, who usually have to go back to um, the CHL if they could go to the AHL instead. I know Mike was. Was saying that could that's just those are rumors that were going around. That was a few weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I think that it kind of depends on that for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else from Drysdale we want to go to? No, just excited, yeah. You, I, I, I'd be excited too if I had him. Um, I mean, no, kidding, googly, but no, no, mm. no, Rodium Abramov. Is it Rodeo
0: Rodion Amirov?
1: Rodion Amirov, was trending because he had a really nice goal, and then I don't even know why he's going up. You see, Aforos was, was good in the shootout, too?
0: I heard that guy is just demolishing that tournament. <laughs> like, I wanna, well, demolishing.
1: Know, I, wish, I wish I had a... I want to get like something like NordVPN. This is not paid, by the way. Not this paid thingamajigger. Um, because it's very cocky now. He's been playing for Pori, and I wish I could be watching him play right Where's now. that? Uh, that is the Liga, Finnish League.
0: Oh, I can send you a website we could probably find that on if you want. Oh, okay. Can they will they sponsor us?
1: Perfectly legitimate uh, source.
0: Probably not, Daniel.
2: Okay. Just for making sure.
1: <laughs> uh, I saw
2: stream, the opportunity. Yeah.
1: Stream.co.msn. <laughs> uh, right. So it's time for the deep dive. Um
2: Alrighty. I,
1: I we should just kind of keep on the central division because we've kind of accidentally gone for like four straight central teams today. Um or sorry, to this date. And today it's time to look at the St. Louis Blues, of course, they've just lost their captain, Alex Petrangelo, an amazing defenseman. Um, well, we're gonna start with the goaltenders because I think that's just how we're gonna do this from now on because I know Daniel wants to talk about forwards, but I wanna talk about goalies, so sorry. Um, And a big question here is now that Jake Allen is gone and his backup, question is, can Jordan Binnington handle a larger workload after being a little bit exposed against the Canucks, guys, how good can we expect Jordan Binnington to be, Alex?
0: Well, I think the real question we should be asking is, can Justin Bieber score on Jordan Binnington?
1: Still a thing.
0: It, I don't know. It kind of went away. I just I thought it'd be, it's an important question to ask. No, it's not. Uh, um, no, I, I think you're right. Like I, I think it's a di- It's a it's a very big bet that. Um, that Doug Armstrong is making in saying we're going to fully trust Jordan Bennington to be our starter. Cause I don't really know what you're expecting out of Vili Huso. I, I I don't think he's playing the same number of games that, you know, Jake Allen would play um, as a one B type guy. So mm-hmm. I think you're right. It, it is a bet big bet that they're making.
2: Mm-hmm. Daniel, I think when I look at their lineup in terms of their goaltending, it's pretty interesting that they're kind of, betting on themselves in a way like um as alex mentions Vili huso is coming out of the minors and then they also signed john gilley so these are two guys that they're 25 and 26 and when i say risk i mean like these are two guys who are highly touted coming out of the junior leagues and it just hasn't really translated for them when they've come into the NH- the ahl and some nhl experience there with john Gillies, especially when he was on calgary so it's it's Interesting that because I know because of cap reasons, they have to rely on Jordan Bimington. So when I look at those two guys who may potentially be the backup, especially when I'm looking at their cap space right now, where they really don't have anything. um, It's also going to be a, what do we have in Jordan Bimington too, because of his contract, because the fact that he could become a UFA, I think it's going to be different. It's going to be like a Matt Murray situation where can you, Go with can we roll with you long term or were you just like a one trick pony in a way? Well, I know Matt Murray wasn't. He won two cups, but in terms of how the consistency's been between the two of them this year, I it's really interesting to see what they have with Jordan Bimington whether or not that he could give him that give them that same consistency that they saw two years ago.
0: Yeah, you, you know what this is a lot like, what? and it's a dangerous game that that they're playing if um. When the Leafs waved McElhaney and Pickard (laughs) and were left with Sparks and Casimir Kaskisuo, and obviously Frederick Anderson, but as Sparks and Hutch, uh, Sparks and Kaskisuo as their backup goalie. Oof. Yeah. That's a dangerous game to play if either of them, like, we don't really know what either of them are at the moment. I And Daniel, and Vili Huso, and uh, whatever.
2: What's the guy? John, John Gillies. Guy, John Gillies, sorry. Both highly touted world junior goalies. Well, of course. Gilles. Well, John Gillies was the US, and then Vili Huso was Finland.
1: Gillies was a really good potential goalie you could sign in the NHL games a few years ago. Now, obviously, he's too old and he won't grow in anything. But it's
0: <laughs> Only if you could actually play GM mode, apparently. Now it's just too
2: difficult to make it work. <laughs> I heard that, yeah. But apparently that's been a garbage. huge gripe right now with the recent game.
0: I can't even, hit, I can't even substitute a player, and it's absolute garbage. They <laughs> released a patch. They released a patch, and it's, they broke the game. <laughs> it is so annoying. Sorry, Adam. Go ahead.
1: Uh, No worry. No, I get your pain. That's why I'm playing Pokemon and not my GM mode. Jeff Petrie, 20 points, drops three overalls after the first year. Thank you, guys. Oh, God. I hate them so much. I just I hate it. I hate it some, and I got I got Suzuki locked up for 5.9 million dollars for six years. Everything was going so well, um, but uh, it, it's a new look defense in the sort of way for the St. Louis Blues that uh, Yeah, Petrangelo goes out, but they bring in Tori Krug, who is a a solid. I cannot wait for a pairing of Pareko and Krug. I think that is a a sneaky fine little deal here, and then maybe you sort of combine uh, Falk and Scandella. Uh, they still have, do have to sign Vince Dunn, but it, it is isn't a step down, yes. Um, but I don't think it is a disastrous defensive core. I still, it's still a few, a few steps. It's still better oh, than Winnipeg's.
0: <laughs> I was going to say yeah. Winnipeg took a step up, a singular step up. Maybe St. Louis took two steps. Just two steps down.
1: Yeah. But right? it's it's still it's still the distance between Winnipeg and St. Louis is still oh,
0: huge. Huge it's of course. Still
1: comparing like I don't know. It's like what's well, like it's like a comparing a sirloin to a flank or something. I don't
2: know. I don't like when I like there's no gaping hole anymore. <laughs> like when Alex Petrangelo last like left. Um Toy Crook's perfectly okay to kind of you know, could be that kind of quarterback guy on the left side. I I don't think he's gonna be Alex Petrangelo, and I don't think they're expecting him to be. But I think he fits into that defensive core so well with what they're trying to build there. I think it's very fair. And wow. the height difference too. when you put Tori Crew between Colton Perico. That'd be interesting. It's
1: like- yeah,
0: I, I think they what they had in Alex Petrangelo was a very good all around defenseman, similar to. Uh, Victor Hedman. Now, obviously I think I'd put Victor Hedman up of Alex Petrangelo, but in terms of offense and defense, I think Alex Petrangelo is a very good all around player. What they get in Tori Krug though, is more of an offensive defenseman who can quarterback your power play with no issue. Um, so that's why when you brought up Colt playing with Colton Pareco, I couldn't agree more. I think the steps that Colton Pareco has taken over the last few years defensively I think that's a perfect fit for uh Tori Krug mm-hmm.
1: um, now offensively there is a
2: oh before we move oh sorry are you talking about the defense still or the forwards now
1: I was about to go the forwards so... oh
2: uh, just one more thing before we move on to the forwards um and i may say his last name incorrectly scott uh Peronovich. he's Almost yeah he was that ncaa guy that he's been highly touted to make this team um and you know he may sneak in there may might take a robert bartuzo uh spot there but he's a guy that you know the blues have been developing he is someone that i think could take up some NHL minutes so you know the blues have a lot of options there For sure. Uh, You are muted, Adam. Well, that's an issue. Um,
1: Before we go, actually, before we go on to the forwards, you talk about how um, Mr. uh, You you talk about Petrangelo improving on his defense. I just want to show you a quick clip here. Um, Dying seconds of the game against the Canadians a few years ago. Um, As you can see, tie game, Petrangelo, whiffs on the pass, Gallagher scores. (laughs) And uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I went to that game actually. Oh, I might have. Gone. Was that your footage? No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was- say- By the way, I- my season tickets, I've moved to another section oh. behind no. Montreal's net. That's good. I'm pretty good. excited. For See it.
2: Jake Allen more?
1: No, I- I- where Montreal shoots twice going to see lots of Tyler DeFoli action. Now, uh, forwards is a bit of a funny story for the Blues because they will have some LTIR stuff. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko seems to have re-aggravated uh, the shoulder injury. I'm so sorry, Vlad. Uh, Alex Steen is also on the, uh, injury reserve. So, uh, as speculated by Pierre LeBron and trading a few weeks ago, there is a chance that maybe there is a sneaky scenario when they can bring in Mike Hoffman. But we we'll just kind of put that to the side they can't even bring in Vince Dunn. What? They
0: can't even bring in Vince Dunn. How are they going to bring him? No, like I'm not I, I yeah, get yeah. No, I, I like, get yeah, the yeah. scenario, but it's they can't they don't they don't even have money. Like they're over the cap already
2: uh yeah, by are. a
0: million 1.1 mm-hmm.
2: contracts out there I'm like man, I didn't know these guys were getting paid this much. Like I know he is a great two-way guy, but I didn't No Oscar Sunquist was making above two million.
1: You know what else is rough? That Jaden, that um, Braden Shen's deal kicks in now and it's like eight years long, yeah. And then they have to re sign Schwartz at the end of this year, too. It's but looking at them, this is basically still the St. Louis Blue Core that won the Stanley Cup. And yeah, I mean, if if there's a player to keep an eye on next year, he took a big step forward this year, but I, I think. Or last last season, we're in such a weird place that we should be we, we should yeah. be a month into the NHL season right now. Um, Robert Thomas, I'm excited to see what he does this year for this team. Top six, especially with Tarasenko, there's a big thing in the top six for him.
0: And guess what?
2: He's an RFA yeah. at the end of the oh, year. No. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Oh, oh lovely. <laughs>
2: what i'm excited about like and when you mentioned the four words that are coming up um with robert thomas you know great will junior guy um what i kind of look at is these two guys that they've been a bit understated but i think they they're ready for a bigger role and that's jordan Mm kairu and Clauston. yes um i think they've been really patient with the two of them and they're guys that have they've kind of shown with like some of the nhl experience they've had already that you know they could kind of fit in there they could uh be these two guys be someone that uh that could you know potentially fill the holes here and there along the forward lines especially if you're not going to get Tarasenko or Steen I'm not saying that they're going to replace Tarasenko but there are guys that you know they're really already so high on that you know I think it's time to give them a chance and in terms of what the Blues have for cap space like you know why not use these guys
1: I mean, why not? Kyra's been pretty highly tattered for a few years. Um, also, they're a little bigger up front, bringing in Kyle Clifford, mm-hmm. um, who gave up millions of dollars by leaving the Leafs. But uh, probably okay. not a great decision for Kyle Clifford, I if I'm being okay. honest with you. At um, least we'll keep the second. Because, like, I thought exactly. the Blues were. I say they got bigger. They're pretty big alone. Like they're a they're a very prototy- like, prototypical Western Conference team. If you think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. Like like not Petrangelo idiot like yeah you talked about earlier Daniel the size of Pareko he's a monster, um you know guys like O'Reilly is nothing like he's not a small dude, big boys, big boys. You yeah, know go sorry on, just baby.
2: go. On. Oh, you know I just I just just a really funny, short tidbit. Um, Alex, I forgot the code of Joshua is on the blues. Oh. <laughs> Who? He was one of those uh, Mark Hunter oh. advised. Picks that oh, like, they, they took, and a, then
0: hey, Daniel, be very careful what you say next because they will attack you.
2: They and, will um, attack did
1: they draft and, um, him at 20 years old or 19, but he's like six four, two ten. 210.
2: Yeah, it's like one of those guys that were like the big guys that they just end up not signing to an entry level deal, and then you start like trading him yeah. or you just don't, or you renounce his rights.
0: He's 6'2, eighty three pounds. Okay. So oh, wow. close, uh, th- they traded him to St. Louis for future considerations. So nothing. <laughs> it was a f- it was a 2014 fifth round pick, so he didn't really miss much.
2: I just I just remembered him. Let's that, uh... just
0: see who was drafted right after him because I feel like it. Ryan Ma- <laughs> Ryan Mantha. No one, not really. I guess. Oh, you know who was drafted 108th overall, which is five spots after. We talked about him a couple episodes ago. Devin Taze.
2: Wow.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, we talked about maybe like in terms of maybe Brayden Hoffman, in, but also um, just oh, like focusing on this player's impact by himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, oh, The Blues are also kind of another team that are going to have to deal with a big loss in Vladimir Tarasenko to start the mm-hmm. year as well. And, he has had – I didn't realize this until I, I had a good look at his Talkie DB page. He has had some injuries. Uh, it sucks. Because this is a guy who can score 30 40 goals. And yeah. I wonder – like, I don't want – because I think when he was healthy, he was still – I think he was just about point per game last season. I, I do have a question mark around Tarasenko, though. I'm not saying he's injury prone. I'm just saying that – there have been some big hits to him. And, and that shoulder for a goal scorer, it's worrying. And he's yeah, a big ticket.
0: Yeah, him and Stamkos, uh, in terms of, like, if they were healthy, I think we're talking about them like we are – top. it's a big comparison, but talking about them like we are talking about Alex Ovechkin.
1: Hey, I, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that much of a reach for Stammer. Because, yeah, I mean, again, he did score 60 goals before. Man, yeah. You no. Know um when i
2: else? when i look at their forwards when you don't have labor tarasenko there's two things that kind of pop up to me i think they're going to be fine in terms of their centerman but i think they're going to rely a lot more on Jaden schwartz and he's a player too that has had a lot of injuries in his career he's a guy that i know he's going to be in his contract here he's going to probably be motivated to take that extra step but he's someone too that i i'm worried about like can he play the full season he did Played 71 games last year he was pretty okay but the year before that he lost he missed more than 20 games during the cup run and how long are the blues going to rely on you know the second resurgence of david perron in that spot like how long can he kind of keep this surge kind of going for the blues
1: you know what's interesting about perron you talk about the 1920s sorry yeah 1819 that was a really bad year. That was a year he had 11 goals, and then he came into the playoffs and had 12. Mm-hmm. And he was he was a god. And I mean, in nine games played in the playoffs, he had four goals. Um, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's fine. But then you remember, like, that team had COVID everywhere, and, you know, the play-in didn't really count for those teams. They didn't care. Yeah. Um, guy has playoff numbers. There are 54 points in and 84, 84 playoff. He yeah, 26 goals. It's a valuable piece. But, I mean, mm-hmm. if Thomas is coming in, he's, he's, he's done. Alex.
0: I'm more interested to in, to see how the team or how Doug Armstrong deals with Vince Dunn in terms of, like, you're already over the cap space and I get LTIR. What's the recovery time for um, Tarasenko? I know it's it was a, a long period of time. So, yeah, you're going to get some money in terms of... Um, LTIR, but is it enough to bring back Vince Dunn uh, at least five months? And that was, or is that an older injury? And everything just pops up at once here.
1: Um, I mean, you know, it, it, it's a good question. Um, because Vin, Vince Dunn, if a transfer was a little upset about how that contract went, I think Vince Dunn's going to be pretty upset too, because he's been the last egg to be laid here. Mm
0: hmm. Because I look at that, I look at the contracts, and I'm like, well, man, like, I don't know what they're valuing Vince Dunn at, but Marco Scandella making
2: 3.275. I still can't believe that, by the way. Like, That's he's so making Vince that Dunn, much. Man.
0: Like, you could give that money to Vince Dunn instead.
2: Who I think is better. A lot better.
0: Uh, so do I. Yeah. And younger, like I'm not saying Marco Scandella is a bad hockey player, I just don't think he's 3.2 worth 3.275 at 30 that's, years old. That's what that's what my main issue is. And again, it, this they did the same thing with Petrangelo. You could have given Justin Falk and, and Marco Scandella's money to Alex Petrangelo and figured this all out. Yeah, um, anything else you want to
1: talk about with St. Louis?
0: What uh, is it fair to say their off season has been? It it hasn't been disappointing, but I think it's a tad neutral. I don't know. I don't know if it's positive. You lost Alex Petrangelo. Yes, you brought in Tori Krug. You also don't have your platoon system, which everyone praised you for, and you don't haven't still dealt with Vince Dunn. Now, by the time the season starts, it could be a completely different story. Mm
2: Yeah. yeah, when I look at it, it's like asset management as well, where like it's always like being blessed for what they already have, but they keep moving things around. It's like the Jim Rutherford after winning the cup, you know, like like not at that extent yet. Well, we don't know how the years are gonna go, but um, just moving so many things around when you already had the formula there for you, where you already had these guys in your prime, you had a lot of guys coming up through the system you drafted pretty well the last few years, but then you're just kind of disrupting things here and there. And we don't know what the internal conversations have been, but if it's been about what you've said, like when it comes to like these contracts, we look at like Marco Scandella, Justin Falk, like now that you can't, you can't sign Vince Dunn that it kind of puts them in a bind. And I guess for me ending on a positive note with this, um, I really like Jake neighbors. Love the name. Might be a solid yeah. guy. We'll see.
1: The name is all you need in this league and on this podcast. You have a good name to get by pretty quickly. <laughs> uh, anything else, lads?
0: I don't think so. Let's just check Twitter. Let's just make sure 2020 mm-hmm. didn't get worse.
1: Um, there is one good thing about Marco Scandela, and I'm just trying to find it really quickly. World Juniors? Know if you can. No, not the World Juniors. Though it's freaking... Okay, hold on a minute. I'm gonna share my screen. There is one good thing about Marco Scandella, and I was at the game when he scored the goal. And we can just watch this no, quickly. Thanks. All right, there we go. I'm Thompson? just not gonna. I'm just not right. gonna look. The Scandella. <sighs>
2: well, that is only goal as a Canadian. Yeah, that's his only goal. Because <laughs> I, I made like what three points for Montreal.
1: Uh, yeah, around there. Oh. You ever have you guys ever actually bought Charmin um toilet? Extra off? strong? Yeah, Extra Like I like strong. the bears. No, the bears not. are nice. Mm. And there it is. Ilya. Remember Ilya Kovalchuk?
2: No. Nope. But he's not on the Devils anymore.
1: Where is he? <laughs> Who will sign Ilya Kovachuk? Hanging
2: out somewhere. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I hope he comes. I hope he gets a spot. I miss him. Maybe he goes to Winnipeg, gets his
2: jersey retired there. What? He goes to the Jets and gets his jersey retired there.
0: But it has to be a Thrasher's uh, (laughs) (laughs) band. I
1: I hope that he does a Justin Williams and, like, at the deadline, he comes to Montreal. That'd be really nice. I would really enjoy that.
0: That'd be uh, very nice of him, I guess. Why not? Um,
1: Uh, uh
0: Why not? um, Why not? Um, There's nothing else on Twitter that, at least from my following, um... 2020 has not gone worse within the last two hours
1: or I'm not, hour and a half I'm still not over that Trebek stuff I'm, I'm pissed off about that yeah there's just no justice in the world um, alright then I think that's everything um, if you enjoyed the show I mean, why wouldn't you be sure to check out the YouTube version subscribe to the YouTube channel while you're on YouTube check out my YouTube channel YouTube you ever heard of it um, for all your habits and needs, check out Alex's blog check out all of Daniel's stuff for the Ryersonian uh, if you're on iTunes or whatever leave a five star rating, leave a review all that sort of stuff, tell us what you love about the show because you must love everything if you don't like something, well, what do you think we could change? I mean, we're pretty amazing as is but we're, our heads aren't that big um, at least, well, mine's pretty big but we we'll need to talk about that um, thank you to Voice Dad, as always for being a fantastic platform for the show follow us on that follow us all on social media That will all be in the description below. Follow the show's Instagram and Twitter pages and Facebook like that as well. Yep. That's everything.
0: That's everything. Daniel, any last words?
2: We love you, listeners.